sense of we always want to be prepared. I'm always aware, always prepared. So if we're aware of the changes that might be happening, might not be happening, but if it's a positive step we can take in the direction of our future to, like I said, legalization is the end goal for a lot of us in the cannabis industry. So we would rather be prepared for it to happen rather than it all of a sudden to happen and us not be prepared to kind of handle the influx of customers we may get or opportunities we may have. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Cannabis Corona Report, where we speak to cannabis companies that are succeeding or helping other companies succeed during the global pandemic. And today, we are joined by Allison Miller from Hanameds. Allison, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to speak with you today because Hanameds is a gigantic company. I had no idea until I started digging into it. It's a completely vertically integrated processor, manufacturer. You even own dispensaries in Arizona. And you're also the parent company to several cannabis brands, including Dutchie, which as I learned is Arizona's first medical marijuana pre-roll brand. And that's where I want to start today. Why are Dutchie pre-rolls so popular? Dutchie, wow, what a roller coaster. The Dutchie pre-rolls, I mean, they're popular across the state, but I think the popularity kind of started you know, with us, just the creators. Dutchie was created. It was definitely a big project to take on. It was a passion project. Everyone involved in the creation of the brand. We're all patients. We love the brand. So I really think that love kind of shines through the brand when we launched it out into the market. Everyone kind of got to saw how much we we loved it personally. Yeah, We were, you know, Dutchie's number one fans from the beginning. <laughs> and we were able to just kind of share that with the state of Arizona. People see that. I think they respect it. And you know it's grown with love when you smoke one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's authentic. It's like you're walking the walk, you talk the talk. You know, smoking is the preferred method of consuming cannabis still. But back at the beginning of COVID, we were hearing that in some places there was a shift from flowers to edibles. Did that happen in Arizona? Um, I personally don't think so. I think we definitely had a lot of people that were thinking about it, that were hesitant about it, but mm-hmm. by no means was there a huge shift I think people probably took the opportunity to begin to explore edibles maybe for the first time. But as far as everyone, you know, who's smoking with us is is still city smoking. So it's been an interesting ride. That's for sure. Um, oh, it's definitely keeping us on our toes. That is for sure. And yeah. now Arizona is a medical state for our listeners that aren't familiar, but that could change. Can you give us an update on Proposition 207? Well, it's coming up, so we're going to see what happens. I know a lot of people in the state of Arizona are getting ready for legalization. I know it's something a lot of people have wanted. You know, a lot of patients are on the fence about it. A lot of patients are for it. A lot of patients are against it. But I think overall, legalization is definitely the end goal in mind for a lot of people who are involved in cannabis. So I think it's definitely going to be an interesting end of the year, and we'll see what's going to happen. You never know. Well, I think with maybe the whole COVID effect and the drain it's put on all governments. I mean, I noticed in the bill that it's, or in the proposition that it says there's like a 16% tax. So that could help fill some holes. I think COVID may help us in this situation. What do you think the likelihood of it being passed would be? I don't know. I can see it, you know, but that's what a lot of us said the last time, you know, a lot of people last time it was, you know, up for vote in Arizona. We're like, oh yeah, it's going to pass because all the other states just passed. And then we were the one who didn't. So There's always room to be thrown for a loop. I think the time's coming sooner rather than later. 
Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. It seems like you guys are fairly optimistic because you started making changes already to accommodate an extended customer base. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about some of the changes that you've made. Definitely. We want to stay a little bit ahead of our time as much as we can in the sense of we always want to be prepared. I'm always aware, always prepared. So if we're aware of the changes that might be happening, might not be happening, but if it's a positive step we can take in the direction of our future to, like I said, legalization is the end goal for a lot of us in the cannabis industry. So we would rather be prepared for it to happen rather than it all of a sudden to happen and us not be prepared to kind of handle the influx of customers we may get or opportunities we may have. Just kind of putting all the final ties on everything. And if legalization does come, we want to be able to continue to support our community, to support our patients, to support, you know, new people who might want to try smoking a duchy for the first time. We want to be there for Arizona, whether it passes or whether it doesn't pass. So whatever we can do to help kind of be there for our community, be there for our state and, you know, be there for our patients is we're going to do it. Well, it's nice to see that you're sort of ahead of the curve, whether it passes or not. It looks like you've already started to make some changes and just to make sure that you're ready for the compliance changes, which I understand are going to be a little bit more restrictive. Maybe you can tell us some of the things that you've changed with your packaging to make sure that your products are safer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're definitely starting to make the switch to childproof packaging. That's something with Dutchie that we're working on. We're going to roll that out here soon. We're going to have safer packaging. It's also going to help keep the product fresh for longer. We're incorporating some new technologies in our packaging that we haven't had in the past. We take feedback from our community very seriously. And if patients want their meds to stay fresher for longer, we're going to do what we can to make that happen for them. But number one, always safety. So we do know that child safe options are definitely at the top of the list for a lot of people. People are medicating. A lot of people have kids. A lot of people have families. A lot of people just have people they they don't want to get into their stash. So yeah. <laughs> um, working on making that switch. So it's definitely been a work in progress, but we're excited to roll that out. Aesthetically, it's very similar looking to what we have now. Just a little bit more fresh, a little bit of an update. We love the brand, so we want to keep it as current as, as we possibly can. We don't want to lose touch with anyone or anything out there. (laughs) I noticed there was a bag that you're going to start putting your pre-rolls inside the package. Is it called a Terplock bag? Yeah, we've partnered with a company. Grove Bags is the company that we are working with. Their bags utilize Terplock technology, which helps with oxygen and humidity elements. It helps prevent UV ray damage, anti-static, just overall durability. It's pretty fantastic. And it'll keep your meds fresher for longer. So if you open up and you only smoke one duchy and you want to put the rest away and hold on to them for a minute, they're going to stay fresh for you. You're not going to have to worry about them. You won't have to change them into a different container. It's going to be really nice. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, you don't want anything to change. You want it this fresh the day you get it is, you know, a couple of days later or a month later. These are just a lot of good steps that you're taking even though you don't have to. And I think that's what sets your brand apart, your organization apart. And I think whether or not we have this Proposition 207 pass or not, I think you're going to be in better shape just from these changes. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, overall, we just want to do what's best for the brand and for our patients. And 
we can make it last longer and be more fresh. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. That's for sure. Well, we don't have time to talk about all the other great things that you're doing at Hana Meds on today's show, but I'd like to have you back on a future date so we can go through each of the different verticals and talk about all the things you're doing. Because like I said, it before we got on, you could do five shows with your company. You have so much going on. I have all the links to your company in the show notes. And so if anybody wants to follow up or learn more about Hana Meds or Dutchy, and, and I'm sure Allison would love to talk to you offline if you have any questions. So. Yeah, absolutely. We love talking about our stuff. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> we can share with the world, we will happily share. Well, thanks for being on the show today. And let's do this again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.